Ah, uh, yeah, ambush, and today we are joined by a heavyweight, and ooh, one heck of a heavyweight, a heavy hitter, an absolute unit, as they say, the dream killer, the all-star wrestling trans-Canada heavyweight champion himself, Jace Darcy joins us here on the podcast. How's it going today, Jace? I am doing great. Wow, what a great introduction, man. Holy crap, I could not ask for any better introduction than that. Hey man, wow. hey man, we gotta bring the hype. We gotta bring the hype because as we know, as anyone who's been watching the social media knows, Jace Darcy is on the road to recovery, the road to the return to the ring. And hey man, I am excited to dive behind it here today. How about you, my friend? You ready to jump on in? Oh, I'm always ready, man, especially now. Hey, hey, he's hyped. He's ready to go. And of course, I mentioned we're going to talk about the road to recovery. But of course, first, I want to give the listeners a little bit of a, a background of who Jace Darcy is, how we got into this crazy world of wrestling. So I want to kick it off with what is your first memory of wrestling? Oh, man, that. That's going to take me really far back because. I remember watching wrestling all the way back since I was in elementary school. I think I was actually like introduced to it by my older brother who would always be watching Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or anything going on at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, as a kid, I've always just loved watching that sort of stuff. And I think you could say I got a little bit hooked onto it. Was there any like a specific moment you remember that hooked you? wasn't really a specific moment, but all I remember was watching this one specific match and just wondering how everything worked. But like in wrestling, you kind of never really know how anything works. But I specifically remember watching a, I believe it was a SmackDown and it was Kane versus Mark Henry. And someone was probably going to like, I don't know, fix my memory in this, but I can almost distinctly remember Kane being counted out. And then at the last moment, he sets up and then charges after Mark Henry or whoever was in the ring at the time. Hmm. So from that point on, that was like my, basically my first memory of wrestling. I was just like, huh, okay. I don't understand this, but I kind of like it. So at what point do you, does the idea go from like, okay, I kind of like this to, I, I really want to do this. <laughs> oh man. Well, like I said, ever since I was a kid, of course I've watched wrestling, but before that thought even crossed my mind, all I wanted to be was a rock star of some sort. I used to think I was going to be famous in a band or something, but by the time I got to middle school, I kind of realized that that wasn't really going to be the case for me because I don't know how to play any instruments. So from that point on, I just kind of thought, well, if being a rock star isn't going to work out for me, I guess I can look towards like having an actual job or something. But then it wasn't until I turned around 13, 12 or 13 around there when I thought, you know, I might not have to be famous being a rock star, but this wrestling gig seems pretty cool. And back then, it was always like a lifetime goal of mine to be as big as I could possibly get as well. And WWE back then, you know, was like 
basically the land of the giants. So being as big as you could possibly be and being famous in that matter, that's like, those are the two things that would go hand in hand for me at the time. It uh, went along with your, uh, your love of bodybuilding as well. You could say that. You could say that. I <laughs> uh, forgot to mention during the intro, also a competitor, I believe, inside of the world of bodybuilding, I believe, at least one time. So, uh, yeah, Chase Darcy, the man lifts weight. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually only ever been in one bodybuilding competition, but I've been thinking about going into another one just because why not? Also, sorry if there's a little bit of noise. There's a motorcycle in the background, as you can see. Hey, no worries. No worries. He's through nice How and quickly. Nice, nice and quickly. I mean, you, you don't have to take his head off. It'll be okay, brother. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> right now, at least. Uh, so, of course, I happen to know that you ha- had some time that you got to do your initial training at the esteemed uh, Storm Wrestling Academy. So... When exactly did you actually get that opportunity to go down there? And tell us a little bit about your experience with Lance. For sure. So I was in the class starting January 2017. And this is kind of an interesting thing on its own because right when I graduated high school, I was, well, even before I graduated high school, I was immediately in college for residential construction, which I absolutely flung that course, by the way, because who wants to be in construction when you could be a superstar in wrestling, right? right. So obviously, that got all of, all of my attention. And as soon... Well, for those who don't know, my birthday is January 1st. So I... the Not the day I turned 19, but there was January 1st, which is my birthday, turned 19. And then about four or five days later, I was moving to Calgary to start training at the Storm Wrestling Academy. And then from that Saturday to the Monday, that was the only time I got to like acclimatize to what Calgary has to offer. And anyone who lives in Calgary knows that it's absolutely freezing in the wintertime, let alone January. So getting used to that from the heat you get in BC, that alone was a whole learning experience. And then, like you said, the Storm Wrestling Academy experience was a whole thing on its own because uh, back when I was just moving to Calgary, I was 220 pounds, but I was not a muscular 220 at all. I was actually more or less a chubbier 220 than I am nowadays. And by the time that three-month course was over, I went from 220 down to 197. So that just shows the amount of work that you have to put in for becoming a wrestler. And I believe it was like somewhere between the first half hour to an hour. It was all cardio drills right off the bat. So you could say Lance Storm doesn't mess around. (laughs) Were you much of a cardio person before this time? No, no way. Back when I was a teenager, all I cared about was getting as big as I could possibly be. (laughs) It wasn't until then I realized, huh, this cardio thing is kind of important. Maybe I should look into it. Maybe just a little bit. And it looks like it's worked out for you because like you said, maybe a little bit of a different body form. And now anybody who's seen the uh, gram or otherwise 
knows that you are, like we mentioned, an absolute unit. You have been crushing it, my friend, over this thank you, past thank you. year of wrestling up before the injury. I mean, I believe you had in between like the last 12 months here, dating back to like 2021, August, I believe you've like debuted for like five different promotions. You've wrestled for like 10 different promotions you've won a championship belt. You got to compete in Impact Wrestling's gut check. So like this past year alone, minus like three, four months, so like eight months of this past like 12 months period, you've been absolutely crushing it, my man. So coming out of the pandemic, as all of us know, we all had to sit there, independent wrestling, we were waiting. You came out and you were crushing the game. So how did you make sure that you were like ready to do that, my friend? Man, it, it's kind of hard to like just get ready for wrestling because there's really no amount of training that can like prepare you for the cardio that you have to endure during a match. So getting ready for wrestling again, I was... It kind of came out out of nowhere, but it was still planned at least a month or two ahead. So what kind of happened was that was like just coming out of quarantine. And I was starting a new program with my coaches. But they were transitioning me to a point where I was prioritizing putting on muscle more than I was losing it Mm -hmm. or losing fat and losing weight and all that stuff. So I was a little bit heavier coming back into it. And from my match before the pandemic to my first match after, there was at least a 40-pound difference in my body weight. So I believe when I was like, when I had my last match, I was around 195-ish, 195-200. And by the time I had my first match back, I was around 240 pounds. My goodness. So there was no cardio in that whatsoever, even though I asked my coaches to be like, hey, I'm kind of a month out from a wrestling show. Do you think you can help me with getting back into wrestling shape? Oh, sure, we can do that. No problem. Weeks go by. Oh, there's no cardio. More weeks go by. All right, well, my match is next week. Is there anything I could do? And honestly, no matter if I did an hour of cardio a day, every day for a month, that still wouldn't be enough to prepare me for my first match back. Because if you saw the clips of me, I was an absolute sweaty mess. (laughs) hey man like you said 40 extra pounds like it's you like you don't notice how much of a difference it makes until like you're running around and jumping and bouncing and all of these different things that go into pro wrestling like lifting a human being and throwing him you know exactly (laughs) granted the extra muscle did help with lifting and throwing human beings so in that aspect it helped but in everything else not at all (laughs) So as long as you don't have to move and people just keep running at you and just whoop, whoop, then everything would have been fine. <laughs> exactly. I actually got to the point where I started joking that I didn't even need to move around that much because I had a gravitational pull whenever I was in the ring. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness, he's becoming his own planet. My <laughs> lord. And at the very least, he is a star, the star boy, a champion in all star wrestling himself. So, of course, I have to dive into that tournament 
for the Trans Canada Championship because as some people initially know, you weren't even like a announced competitor for this tournament. And then suddenly you show up, you're in the first round, you end up getting a buy through the second and then boom, big old 20 pound belt. Like this thing is heavy. 20 oh, pound championship pounds, belt, man. Like, whoo, t- no take, take us behind the tournament, man. What, what was that night like for you? Oh man. Well, like you said, it, w- it came out of nowhere because I ended up having to replace another competitor in that tournament because he separated his shoulder. It's Jude Dawkins. He's a very well-known guy around Canada. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he's well-known around North America because yeah, he is... Bear. Exactly. Cheetah Bear. Everyone knows about him. So yeah, he ended up separating his shoulder so he couldn't make it for the tournament. I got the call. They said, hey man, we need someone to replace Jude. Even though we know you didn't qualify, do you think you can do well in this? I said, yes, I can do what I can. Do what I can, fight as much as I can, do what it takes to make it, and that's exactly what I did. Although I know some people may not have been too happy about how I went about things, but that's their problem, not necessarily mine. Uh, Some people's uh, view of a situation is a little bit different than your own, right? Exactly, exactly. Always two sides to one coin. But either way, man, you came out on top. And I mean, obviously, you're not complaining. Not at all. I mean, I came out with that 50 pounds of gold. And it made some people unhappy. But I came home pretty happy. Oh, I know I had to lift it at least one time in the ring. And like, I had to go like when I went to go lift it with one arm, I was like, okay, I might need two here. (laughs) It was even heavy for me, man. Like when I won that thing, the ref gave me the belt and I was like, oh my God, I was not expecting this. I've just wrestled multiple matches, man. What are you doing to me? (laughs) Exactly. Like you're giving me a workout after a match, man. Like my God. (laughs) And I'm not sure, but. I'm sure a lot of people noticed that when they did hand me the belt, I had to like get a good grip on that before I could show it off because I could lift it with one hand, but after going through a match, I was tired, man. Like not just one match, but two matches, having to lift that thing was heavy. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. A workout for sure. And of course, like we mentioned, you had a, uh, another workout as they call it, a uh, gut check for impact wrestling. You got to go down to Ohio, spend some, uh, a weekend wrestling in front of some producers, I believe, maybe some trainers. Take us a little bit behind what that experience was like for you, my friend. That was like, I want to say again, it came out of nowhere, but at the same time, I did have like a couple weeks to prepare because I remember when they announced it, it was like open for anyone who wanted to sign up. It was free. You didn't have to worry about anything. Just get your ass down there and see if you got what it takes. So I see that post initially. I'm just like, okay, that would be nice to think about, but I just don't have the money. Weeks go by. It's just on my mind 24-7. I can't stop thinking about it because what if it's that one time that you go down, you take that risk, and you get noticed. Mm-hmm. All it takes is that one time, and you can change your life forever. So that thought just kept creeping in, and I couldn't shake it off. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Screw it. What do I have to lose other than a couple grand on just flights and stuff? Yeah, but a couple grand for a contract, that would be worth it, in my opinion. So 
I maxed out all my credit cards just to get the plane booked, to get a hotel booked. And when it was all said and done, I was going down to Ohio for just a weekend. So I believe I flew in Friday and then came back on Monday. Well, I think it was something like that. It was just a one-day thing, but I just needed some time to like eat and prepare myself for the whole trial and everything. Make sure, make sure you're not tired, right? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I initially planned to just like sleep at the airport to save money, but everyone I talked to about was like, no, man, just get a hotel. You need to be able to eat and everything. I'm just like, yeah, that's a good point. I do need to eat. <laughs> so I fly down the Friday or Saturday, and I didn't actually get to the hotel till around one or two in the morning. So I'm already like lost a whole bunch of sleep, spent the entire day in nothing but planes and airports. You can only imagine how how much energy I was feeling at the time. I get to the hotel. I immediately just flop down onto the bed. I get up around eight and I'm like, huh, I don't have any food. I should probably do something about that. So then I go to the nearest grocery store, get pat or pack as much carbs and protein as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Get back to the hotel, eat, shower, get myself all pampered and ready. And then I believe I start hitting, heading down to the Arnold Sports Festival where it was taking place around 11. Mm-hmm. So I make my way there, take an Uber, get there, fill out all the papers and everything. And then I... They, the way they had it out was they had their ring here and then sort of like bleachers up here. We All of us just lined up on the bleachers, got changed. Uh, we were all given TNA gut check shirts. So obviously we had to wear those. Got a free shirt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if nothing else, you get a free shirt. <laughs> so I start getting changed. I looked down towards the ring just to see what my competition looked like. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I noticed that a couple of the producers were people I knew. Well, at least one of them were. One of them was actually Lance Storm. Huh. And the other one was Johnny Bravo, which is a... He's a pretty well-known name down in the States. I'm not sure which specific area he's most well-known in, but he does a lot of stuff down there. And like I said, he's a producer for Impact as well. So I got to meet him. and. Yeah, it was really cool to see Lance and having him recognize me even after all of these years. Even though I look completely different now than I did five years ago, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) Just like trying to recognize you like, oh my God, this man's massive, but how do I know him? (laughs) That is probably what he was going through and what he was thinking. Oh my goodness. So you got an opportunity to go down there. I mean, it's crazy that Lance just happens to be there. Get to re- reconnect with your uh, first coach. Probably a pretty uh, amazing opportunity. Got to create some memories for yourself. Uh, like you mentioned, one of those things where you just got to take the shot, right? Exactly, exactly. And yeah, like you said, it was really nice to see Lance after all these years and having him be there to just like, it was almost poetic in a way. Where it's like, even though I didn't get signed or anything, it was still really cool to see the guy who initial initially started this journey for me 
to be uh, probably one of the most important days of my life mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to wrestling. Yeah, and for him also to be able to see that you're continuing to chase after this dream, to be able to see your growth, and then who's to say what, like, maybe him or one of the other producers down the line, like, oh, hey, we happen to need this 225-pound friggin' beast. You know anybody? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At least they see my face, and at the end of the day, if nothing else, then at least they have that. Exactly, exactly. And of course... We've been getting around this the entire time. We've spoken about it a little bit. We've hinted towards it. Now it's time to jump into it. For the last three months, Jace Darcy has been on the shelf with a hamstring injury. But the good news is the road to recovery is almost here. There is a return date. So, of course, my friend, what has this road been like? And what is the anticipation like to finally get back in the ring? Man, this is going to be so, so worth it. For those who like don't really pay attention or not, I guess I shouldn't say pay attention, but just don't know. There has been a lot of changes going through my life just this year alone. Because like we mentioned earlier, this was my most busiest year when it comes to wrestling. But it's also been probably one of the hardest years I've gone through personally, just with uh, relationships ending puppies passing away and having to move on with so many different changes. It's been a rough road. But recently, I've been able to make some mindset changes and I've been able to just change a whole lot of things about me that I didn't even know that I needed to change. So being forced to take that step back is... And just like... Not just being forced to take that step back, but being able to kind of acknowledge what you have been like your negative patterns and like seeing things that you normally wouldn't see about yourself yeah and it just i don't know it just kind of humbles you and makes you understand that nothing in life should be taken for granted because if it gets taken away it could be like that forever and if that's the case then are you going to be happy with what people think of you Are you going to be happy with yourself? And ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what it came down to the most for me is if I'm going to be happy with myself in the next five years if I'm still like this. Mm -hmm. So although this leg injury was probably one of the most depressing things to happen to me, it still gave me a really good chance to see how I've been lately and how I can change myself for the future. Wow. So... It, it sounds like you took a low, but of course, when you hit a low, as, they, as I like to say, when you hit rock bottom, that's a good opportunity to get back on your feet. And it sounds like you've done exactly that, my friend. Yes, sir. You can say all the cliches you want. When you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. Uh, what's the one with the bow and arrow? It can only be pulled back so far before right. pull, it gets pull, shot pull forward. back to go forward, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, those things keep going through my mind every day ever since I've been on the shelf. And like you said, September 17th, that's the date to save for when I come back. And my man, let me tell you, I cannot be more excited. Oh, I can only imagine. I mean, we had to go through one massive wait already. And then now here's a little bit of a slower, a lesser one. You probably see everybody else out there getting out there, having fun for the summer. And now... We're about a month and a half away now from you finally 
being able to join in on the fun. Yes, sir. And I cannot wait. Like I said, I would love to say a lot more details about like where I'm coming back and what's going, what it's going to be like, but I kind of like to leave things up for a surprise. Okay. Okay. Well, I won't dig any further, but what I did see on social media is that you're already essentially ready and anyone, anytime, or basically the two messages I've gotten here. Oh, yes, sir. Anyone, anytime. I'm always ready at this point now. Anyone can get it. Watch your back. Watch your neck. Because Jace Darcy is going to be coming head hunting. He is thirsty. He is a hungry man. He already told you he loves to eat. Exactly. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Uh, yeah, and of course, anyone who's also been paying attention to the social media knows that Jace Darcy is a Wendy's eating machine. So what is Jace Darcy's ideal Wendy's order? Every single time, it's going to be the same thing, my man. Double Baconator, large fries, large Diet Coke. It used to be a large root beer, but, you know, look at me. Look at my most recent posts. You can't drink pop every single day and look the way I do. But in the same breath, you can eat Wendy's every single day and look the way I do. When you work as hard as this man does and you burn as many calories as he does, absolutely, my goodness. Exactly. Now that I'm getting closer and closer to that return date, I have to look at least somewhat presentable. So admittedly, I have been putting the Wendy's off for at least a little bit. Oh, at least man. a little bit. Hey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hopefully we didn't kill it on you, buddy. Hopefully we didn't kill it on you, but we've only got a couple questions left here, my friend. So of course if anyone if, of course if anyone wants to pay attention and f- keep up to date, keep track of where and when the return's going to be, what's the best place to follow Jace Darcy? You can follow me on Instagram at Jace Darcy. You can follow me on Twitter same thing at jace darcy i would say facebook as well but i don't know is facebook kind of dying i hear a lot of people saying it's dying but at the same time i do still talk to a lot of people on there i feel like people have been saying that for like 10 years now right like facebook's dying man like it's 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 going it's like, i don't know man they still make billions of dollars i, I exactly I, i'm pretty sure they're still here <laughs> i mean it's still good to like talk to my parents every now and then <laughs> exactly anyone who's like you know 40 and over Got exactly them still <laughs> yeah i'm just a 40 year old 24 year old <laughs> oh my goodness all right jace i have had a blast so far i got one last question for you so of course we've been talking all about the world of wrestling but what i would love to know now is through your time inside of this ring inside of the squared circle this industry how exactly has your time as a pro wrestler helped you to either grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself inside of your life outside of wrestling? I believe wrestling has taught me a lot of personal sort of lessons, actually. One of the most important ones being patience because in life, you just need to have some sort of patience no matter what because life doesn't always go your way. Not sure if you've noticed that or if anyone else has, but in my case, uh, not a lot of things have been able to go my way, but the only person that can actually change that is you, not to be cliche or anything. 
And in this case, I had to teach myself a lot, especially throughout this injury, because with doctors saying every now and then that it might not be as soon as you want, or you might not be as strong as you used to be. They tell me things like that, and it only adds fuel to the fire. So, like I said, I had to be patient in that sort of sense, just because you can't go back into it 100%. And like I said earlier, I can get back into the ring now if I wanted to, but I want to make sure that I'm still not only look presentable, but I can still go presentably, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Make sure that the Jace Darcy they saw before is the Jace Darcy they're getting again. If not, a better version when I come back. Ooh, that's the way to do it. (laughs) I love to hear it, my friend, and I have loved this conversation. Thank you so very much for taking the time to join us here on the DTP. Well, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Ah, yeah, Ambush. If you are somebody who happens to keep up with Rash Wrestling, or Chase Darcy for that matter, you may have seen that Jace has made his surprise return through a thrash ring. It may have been to attack his former tag team partner, Braden Goss. But regardless of that fact, Chase is healthy. He's back. He's going to be having a match in Kamloops soon. I'm going to be telling you all about that date right away here but until then i need to thank jace for joining us here on today's episode of the show we have to go ahead and thank the audio wizard who makes everything sound oh so good here it's german from ypeditor.com we need to thank you the am bush if you have yet to please subscribe to the show share this episode give us a five star review that would be so helpful Another thing that would be helpful, go out and check out our web store. Maybe copy yourself some merch over at www.deserttiger.shop. I would, you know, just be so ecstatic if you chose to do any of those things. They help us out oh so much. You can also go ahead and check out me, the Colton G, this upcoming weekend. Reffing some pro wrestling in beautiful British Columbia because on Friday, Saturday, September the 16th, we're in Vancouver for Nation Extreme Wrestling, the one-year NEW anniversary show, new nine at the Commodore Ballroom. Then the following day, I will be joining Mr. Jace Darcy and Kamloops BC for Bollywood Bash presented by Thrash Wrestling going down at the Kamloops Christian School. Tickets to both of these events are available right and now. If you choose to come out to these events, you know, come on out. Say hello. I would love to meet you, a listener of the show. Talk to you. Get to know you a little bit. Hey, you're a mighty, mighty tiger, and I'm going to tell you about it soon. You can go ahead and follow me, the Colton G, on social media. You can also follow the podcast. And now we leave you with this. Go out and find your roar because you are a mighty mighty tiger see i told you you are a mighty tiger and you are amazing you are wondrous you are powerful you are beautiful you are all of these things oh so much more and until next time am bush you let that roar out and i will see you then bye-bye the desert tiger podcast